First and Pod, hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filipponi. If they are going to finish in front of an NFC East team, Giants most likely? Probably, although I don't, I hate the vibes in Dallas, man. Like, I think losing Kellen Moore is big. Um, there's a reason the Chargers, who had the best OC opening on the market, because they have Herbert and nobody else who needed an OC does, uh, or anybody close to Herbert, like they scooped him up as soon as they could. And McCarthy is a guy I look at like, yeah, you won a Super Bowl, but you had Aaron Rodgers, who played the position better than anyone else for a decade, and you only got one. Like, that's actually not a positive reflection on you as a play caller, especially. Uh, their defense is going to be great. Quinn's awesome, um, but I, there's just there's a there's been a talent leak. You know, some of the decisions they've made, you know, putting more on Pollard, I think, is a little funky and risky. I mean, he's 26 years old and has never been a lead back, and now this is your guy. Um, not that I'm saying they should have kept Zeke, but like you probably should have some options there. And he's coming off a broken leg. Um, you know, Amari Cooper really cost them last year. I think it's one of the most under talked about things with Dallas last year is how much they missed Amari Cooper. Cause he was their guy on third downs who made big plays and moved the chains. And when they needed something, he was the guy and they had key situations where they didn't have a guy last year. So, um, I do think things could go super sideways in Dallas and they just have a really bad year. But I mean, from a talent standpoint, no doubt it's New York, but I, I trust Dable a lot. Um, I, I was very, very impressed a, you know, borderline blown away with what they got out of that roster last year. Yeah, we're pretty aligned actually on 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 those two teams. I mean, Dallas, their odds are always high. People like betting on the Cowboys, right? But that's a boomer bust situation, and I'm not convinced that Dak is special. Like when Dak has everything go right around him, he's put up one good season. And every right. other year, it's fine. It's 23 touchdowns, six interceptions, low 3,000s in the passing yards. Like, But Dak has had every opportunity, offensive head coach, continuity of system. And a great position. O-line in front of him. Yeah. And like, as someone who's seen a lot of bad O-line play in Washington these last couple of years, let me tell you, that matters a lot. Yeah, abs- absolutely. And so, yeah, I just... I think that he's an above average NFC quarterback, but the NFC quarterbacks are not good. And I think they've got a below average coach and they're very top heavy in terms yep. of like stars. They've, they've, they've the top five player, right? CD lamb, Lawrence Parsons Diggs, Like, you know what I mean? Like if you, you put the five best players on Dallas up against the five best players on every team, Dallas is coming out pretty high. But if you start going deep down the roster, I think that they've got some problems. So I assume you are a believer in Philly then in the division, even with the losses of the coordinators. Yeah. The loss of the coordinators definitely concerns me a little bit, but they also, you know, they were able to keep uh, a guy's name is escaping me. The quarterback coach who's now the OC. Um, so they kept him, you know, a Desai is super highly thought of as their defensive, uh, their defensive coordinator. I know a lot of smart people that really like him in the league. So I'm not super concerned there. They've got continuity. They've got talent. Like, what's not to like? Like, you can always be unlucky. You can always have guys regress. Like, that's the nature of the league. There's a weird, you know, Super Bowl hangover for the loser that that historically has shown up. But, I mean, they're they're well coached. They're super talented. They're super deep, and they also have the right kind of personalities on the team. Like, they've got so many veteran leaders who are selfless and like set the tone. Like, who's going to be an asshole in their locker room? Like, 
Jason Kelsey is going to be like, no, nah, no, you're not. Brandon Graham's going to be like, no, nah, no, you're not. Like they've got guys. And by the way, Jalen Hurts will also be like, no, nah, no, you're not. And so if those are your leaders and your coaching staff is, is what they are and you've got all the talent and the depth, like how do you not like Philly? I'm with you. Yeah, I think that Hurts proved it in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs and Mahomes battling like he did the passing game. Like I, I don't know that he's a top five quarterback in the NFL if he doesn't have, you know, the perfect sure. system around him. But like, he does. <laughs> but he does. No, no, yeah. right, exactly. But but I mean, like that's that's football, right? Like fo- football mm-hmm. is it's, when we're trying to evaluate these players. It's you try to isolate the individual talent within the system, the supporting cast. It's such a complimentary game. It's like what we were talking about with Terry McLaurin. Like right. if Jalen Hurt, like if Justin Fields was in Jalen Hurts' spot and Jalen Hurts was in Justin Fields's, I'm not at all convinced that Jalen Hurts is a better player right. than, than, than Justin Fields. But he's got the system. He's got two legit number ones. He's got a great tight end. He's got a great offensive line. He's got an awesome defense. Like he has a hundred things that help him and he's really damn good. Yeah. They seem to know who they are and they know what they want to make that work. Right. Like they're a team that likes to get out on the perimeter a little bit with the run game. And so they find backs that can do that stuff. And they have the most athletic offensive line, probably in the entire league. Like it's no coincidence that Jason Kelsey and, and Lane Johnson are drafted to the same team and that their other guys can move. And, you know, they, they know what they wanted uh, in terms of their wide receiver pairings. They wanted a big target for, for Hertz to throw to, and they go trade for AJ Brown and they, took a guy who is undersized if you look at him, but like has a gigantic catch radius for that size in Devonte Smith. And he also knows how to separate with his route running proficiency. Like they know what they want. Same thing on defense. You can go down the list of attributes and guys they brought in both draft and, um, and free agency Their draft just feels like, unfair on paper. Yeah. It's like, they have a clear vision. Shanahan's like this in San Francisco. And I, I have a really good insight into kind of the way Kyle thinks, cause I'm lucky enough to do a podcast twice a week with a guy who played for him for a lot of years. And Logan Paulson, uh, you know, obviously Chicago bears. Great. One that one year, Logan Paulson, he was um, a great but, guest on the show. Thank you. Yeah, He's, he's, yeah. he's great. Um, and, but he like Kyle dragged him around the NFL from Washington to Atlanta to San Francisco because he knew that like he had a spot in his offense where a tight end who just selflessly would block his face off, which is what Logan was, was very important. And but in a much more important role, he knows exactly what he wants in a quarterback. Like Brock Purdy, yeah, he was Mr. Irrelevant, but like that's a targeted thing that Kyle saw something in Brock Purdy and was like, I can work with that. You see him get McCaffrey, you see what they do with Debo. Like coaches and in front offices with clear visions of what they want. And the ability to actually properly identify that talent is what wins in this league. And I think Philly is a prime, prime example of that. All right. So you talk about that, that tree, right? And it's like Kyle Shanahan and everything like that. Remind me of all the names that were on that Mike Shanahan staff in D.C., right? Because it was McVeigh mm-hmm. and, so Kyle, and so Kyle, Kyle Yeah, and Kyle, Kyle was the uh, O.C. Before. Yeah, and Mike McDaniel. They were all here. Um, which right. you know, so all four of those guys yeah. are there to the floor. So go, go through the positions, what they were. So it was, I'm trying to remember what they all were. Cause they all like started in the, except for Kyle, um, Kyle had been an OC previously and kind of had to prove to his dad that he was worth being his OC. And he did with his work. I believe it was in Houston. Right. Um, so Kyle was the OC Sean, by the time he left was the OC, but in that 2012 room wound up being the tight ends coach. 
I think LaFleur was the quarterback's coach or assistant quarterback's coach. And then McDaniel was like a quality control guy um, for, for that run. And then they all obviously either elevated left, elevated here, left and got elevated and, and split off at varying points. Um, but also like O'Connell was here. Um, and, and there's a couple other guys that have, have kind of tangents off that tree that are. Oh, no, I mean, yeah, there's a, there, I mean, Zach Taylor is off the McVay tree. Yep. Um, um, Arthur Daniel. Smith is off the Shan- the Kyle tree in a way. I can't remember if it's direct, but like, you know, someone goes to or to Tennessee and then, you know, he's under that guy in Tennessee and, like these guys have all kind of combined now with what they do, various parts of it. And then they, you know, the good ones pair it off their personnel. And I think that's the thing that like, if you want to go into like what makes the tree special, it's, it's that. Right. So I, I, I pulled it up here. So under Kyle Shanahan, Robert Sala, Mike McDaniel, Mike LaFleur. Yep. And then D'Amico now in Houston. Yep. McVay had Waldron and Taylor. Mm-hmm. And O'Connell um, followed him. He was the OC for the Super Bowl year in LA. Yeah, and then Lafleur, Arthur Smith, yep, Nathaniel Hackett, Luke Getze, like all guys who are coordinators or head coaches. So yep. you're and like this is like people want to hire off the tree. Like the joke was like you it, when McVay was the hottest thing in the world. Like you coach for, with him for one year you get a gig like LaFleur right. gets the Packers job. He gets handed the keys to the Aaron Rodgers Ferrari. He had a bad year in Tennessee one year gets that job. Like it, it was just, it's the thing in the NFL right now. So why, why do you think it works? Why is it so special? I think there's like, a, they're very principled in, in a couple of areas where it's like, we're going to be, and for it's a little bit different for all of them. Kyle is like, we're going to create schematic advantages in space here. Sean might be like, we're going to use certain personnel to create certain advantages. And they've exchanged ideas throughout the years. Um, obviously, you know, uh, my friend Jordan Rodrigue, who I'm sure you've, you are very familiar with her work, just did this great series with The Athletic where she got very, very deep into this on, on a podcast called The Play Callers. But the biggest thing is twofold. One, it's being able to manipulate space. How do you either vertically or horizontally create space and put good players in it so that they get the ball, it's easy for the quarterback, and then they can do dangerous playmaker things? And two, how do you use your personnel to do the same thing? And whether that's dictating matchups by, you know, hey, we're going to be big here. We're going to have a a really good tight end and we're going to use two, three tight ends to dictate certain things. Or we're going to, you know, obviously famously, Sean ran 11 personnel, three wide receivers, one tight end, one back for basically an entire season. Uh, You know, can you use Christian McCaffrey to get certain matchups if you're Kyle and then split him out as a wide receiver and know that you're going to get this certain thing, which gives your quarterback another piece of information and that allows a much easier read. So it's using space and personnel to play to your strengths, expose weaknesses in the defense, and obviously, you know, knowing knowing the strength of, of your guys to make sure that the right guys are in the right place to exploit that those spatial strengths and weaknesses. So you work with a guy who was basically he was with Kyle for three different stops. Uh, with Logan, yeah. So he was he was here on the 2012 team, and then eventually. Uh, was with him in Atlanta, and then Kyle's first year in San Francisco, he brought him out there as well.